I want the action figure. That action figure is awesome. It's I agree. Yes. Nanotech Monster. Okay. Uh, I I know which one you're talking about. Which I, is golly, I could have we saw that. Because he's not a monster in that show. He's a, he's a little baby yes, robot. Yes, baby robot. He sounds just like Isaac to me. Aww. Those things that, so, like, at the end of that episode, it's hard to watch my son, my three-year-old son, explode at the end of that And welcome to another episode of Turtle Flakes, episode 120. I am your co-host Rob, and joining with me as always is my main man, Mr. Joshua Rourke himself. Hi. Hi, everyone. Sorry, that was a weird way I phrased that. Uh, yeah, I usually kind of introduce you a little bit better than that, but I, I have nothing this morning. Nah, it's okay. <laughs> So, so Hoser, how you doing? Oh, hold on. Now I'm getting poor network connection problems. What oh, is... can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, no, I can hear you. I don't know why it's... Well, stop telling me that. <laughs> yeah, you're coming in fine. Loud and clear. I don't know. All right, well, whatever. It's fine. Okay, so hi. <laughs> oh, we are uh, hitting the ground running this morning, man. Uh, so how have you been doing, Hosehead? I... I know we uh, we just talked last week, and it was so great to to actually do this two weeks in a row. Now it starts it's starting to feel like a routine again. Um, how have you been doing, man? Oh, not too bad. Just uh, hanging out. Not really, not really doing much of anything. Just doing a lot of writing. Uh, my website. Um, I'm trying to uh, do an article. I'm trying to do a, like my my New Year's resolution, which I think New Year's resolutions are total crap. But like, <laughs> I um, knew you'd say that. Yeah, I know. Well, it's like it's like why do you have resolutions? Like you don't resolve to eat. You just do it when you're hungry. So just like I'm I'm going to go work out every day. I'm just, oh, here he then goes. just do that, you know? Don't make like a Facebook post about it. But anyway, and so I'm going to post <laughs> on my podcast about it. But uh oh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to do like an article every day. I already messed it up because like I wanted I desperately wanted to write about the spider-man video game and i was waiting to like get the uh the platinum trophy in it for uh you know you got like the trophy list and everything and there's that one that's the platinum trophy whenever you get all the trophies and i've never actually gotten a platinum before i've never wanted to get one but like that game was so fun and so addicting that i wanted to get everything every single thing i could and I went through, I bought the DLC and I played through all of that. And I did, I ended up doing an article about all the unlockable suits and showing pictures of all of them and oh. describing each one of them. There's like, there's like 38 suits that you can unlock, Spider-Man suits that you can unlock in the game. Wow. And it's really cool. It's got this photo mode in it. When you pause it, you go to photo mode and Spider-Man can like take selfies and everything. And you can actually <laughs> edit the selfies awesome. within the game and like make them look like comic book covers and everything and share them online. So 
I think like that's my I think like that's my favorite aspect of that game is like taking Spider-Man selfies because like you can take a selfie of yourself jumping off the Empire State Building. It's like you could never do that, and I would yeah. never do that. It's, it's, he calls them Spideys, actually. Yeah, not like, selfies. Well, yeah, that's well, like the option under it says <laughs> selfie, so don't take it away, Rob. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry. So <laughs> you know your place. So anyway. <laughs> But yeah, that's what I've been trying to do. So I'm just writing. That's all I'm doing. To make a long story short, just writing. That's all I'm doing. Hey, writing writing's a good thing, man. And uh, you're you're killing it with those reviews, man. I, I actually need to read some of them. Jeez, I've been slacking. Yeah, on I that. know. You keep talking about like, oh yeah, you're doing a great job. Have you read anything? Well, no. I have. No, well, not recently. But I, you know me. I've read your stuff. It's good stuff. Recently usually means within like a week. Recently with you, it's like. <laughs> I haven't read anything since, like, July, but, you know. Yeah, that's true. But you haven't died since then, so good for you. you got yeah, so I'm assuming you're still good at what you're doing. Um, yes, things are working out <laughs> fine. Yes. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, well, uh, yeah, for me, I've not done a whole lot. I did pick up uh, IDW issue 89 this week, uh, the Christmas issue. Actually, I picked that up a couple weeks ago, but I finally got a chance to read it this week. And, dude... I, I know you haven't read a lot of the IDW stuff recently, yeah. but this issue 89 is fantastic. Was, it's got the whole Christmas – Is that the Christmas issue? Yeah, yeah. It's got the whole Christmas vibe of um, – the whole story is behind – it's centered around Splinter. Yeah, I, I just bought that. Oh, it's recently, fantastic. And I got about halfway through it. It's the, uh, it's the Ebenezer Scrooge story, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got the, Chris, the Ghost of Christmas Past, Present, yeah. and Future. I haven't finished it yet, but it's it's good what I've read. So everybody from the Pantheon is was like a, was a, was a Christmas ghost or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give a little bit of a spoiler here. Yeah. Oh, I don't care. It's fine. Nobody's going to die in a Christmas issue. So it's fine. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I won't reveal the end or anything like that, but um, what really got me intrigued is the fact that Splinter does feel bad for what he's done. Now, guys, if you've li- if you've read the comics, you, you know what's going on here. Splinter's taken over the uh, the Foot Clan. He has had people murdered. Um, he has really taken a turn from the Splinter we all know, except, as a matter of fact, the last episode we did, we talked about the original Splinter. Josh, you, you brought up a really good point. Splinter's kind of a bad guy, or as at least I he usually can be viewed do. as one. Well, <laughs> let's not go that far. <laughs> but you know, this one—it it kind of—I like what IDW is doing here because they're exploring this uncharted territory where Splinter is definitely a dynamic character. He's kind of in the middle here because, yes, he's done some horrible things. He's done some things that aren't very fatherly, but also you see the side of him, especially in this issue where. He, I think he's got a lot of regrets, a lot of regrets, yeah. um, in, in maybe the way he's handled things. And that hasn't really been explored much until this issue. It, it kind of has an interesting and a kind of abrupt end to the issue Okay, um, that makes me wonder if they're just going to completely ignore that ending and just kind of go with the storyline that Splinter's still kind of a bad guy, maybe, could be considered one. I, I don't know. You know, with Christmas issues, they're interesting issues because – they're kind of like a one and done kind of issue. It's, it's yeah. not necessarily that they're not still part of continuity, but it's it's still it's like a feel good story that really is not necessarily referenced much afterwards. So I'm wondering because a really happy ending in this issue. Yeah, that makes you think. Well, maybe Splinter's a good guy, but 
Uh, I don't know. I think they've got they've got this this huge story arc going. I think leading up leading up to issue 100, something's going to happen. Something major. I, I think Splinter's going to die, or or a major character's going to die, or I, I think I think almost it would almost have to happen. But I think Splinter's going to find this is just my prediction. I think Splinter's going to find some way to redeem himself before he goes. But I've got this foreboding feeling that he's going to be the one that gets it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've I've felt that way since the since issue fifty when he took over the uh, spoilers, but like since issue fifty and he accepted leadership of the Foot Clan. Yeah. Not that I know anything, and I don't want to be arrogant sounding, but like I kind of thought, I think I know where this is going. It's going to come down between the turtles and Splinter. One day, you're going to have a fight, and one of them is going to die. And since you can't have a comic book where you kill all four Ninja Turtles. Splinter is going to die, you know? Yeah, and it wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't be the first time. I'm hoping it would I'm hoping it would actually be handled well. Mm-hmm. You know, like Splinter dying in a sword fight with Leonardo would be just the most amazing thing because nobody Oh, no kidding. Nobody has had the stones to do something like that. I could totally see Tom Waltz doing that, but I just I'm, I'm really afraid of that being another Donatello situation. Um, oh, sure. Where it's yeah, just like, you know, Splinter Splinter has his head chopped off by Leonardo. And then the next issue on page two, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we can reattach to this. <laughs> so we can make him better, faster, stronger. <laughs> but like, I, I, Harrier. but I do, I do. I haven't read the issues, but based on what you're saying about Splinter and how he's being handled and the fact that we're getting a new Shredder miniseries this month, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think what's going to happen is Shredder or Splinter's going to die and Shredder's going to come back to prominence. And Ooh. I think he's going to be changed. I tend to think there's going to be a shocking moment because IDW's done that. Um, issue 50, pretty shocking moment. Wasn't that the one where Shredder was, spoilers, Shredder was killed? Yeah, Shredder was killed, and like just at the moment before he died, he realized he was wrong. To... Yes, which I love that. I love that too. And so what I'm thinking about here, and we talked about this way back, like two years ago we talked about this, but I, I'm, I'm, I still hold to this theory, that Splinter is going to become the bad guy and there's going to be a duel, and and I don't know anything. This is just my own theory. Splinter is going to continue to be, uh, from a certain point of view, the bad guy, and he's going to have a difference of opinion with somebody like Leonardo or Raphael, and there's going to be a fight, and Splinter's going to die, and um, Shredder is going to return to life, and he's going to try to honor the memory of Hamada Yoshi, and he's going to take over as a mentor character for the Turtles. Wow. Because it would be Shredder. We've never seen a good guy Shredder. No. And how, pardon me, but how ballsy would it be to see the, the Turtles following Shredder? And, like, it's not like they like Shredder, and it's not like they're ever going to, like, look up to him but he is going to be like a mentor kind of a thing where it's kind of like, kind of like going to be like Batman beyond where like you had this young Batman and this really old Bruce Wayne, where it's going to be like the Ninja Turtles are like Terry McGinnis and Batman beyond. And like uh shredder is this kind of like 
disconnected Bruce Wayne who is trying to wow. who is trying to like err this these wayward teens on their way and like Shredder is also trying to just make up for generations of him being you know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it that way, but he's trying to make up for generations of him being the bad guy. But now you've also got Kitsune and the Pantheon who seemingly still have plans for him being exactly. the great dragon warrior, which I'm still going to call it as the dragon Lord. And they're going to bring in Venus, but whatever. I'm still holding on to those two theories. I, uh, you never know. You never well, know. I, People, uh, you know, I read the ninja notes in IDW. People ask about her all the time. You know, I, I did some digging, and Next Mutation and Venus de Milo and Dragonlord, Dragon Lord, those characters are still owned by Saban Brands. Oh, okay. But it doesn't mean you can't have the great dragon, <laughs> who is kind of like <laughs> Dragonlord. And you could have a, a female Ninja Turtle who is still basically Venus de Milo, but now she's just not called Venus de Milo. You could, you could call her, and I don't know, Lisa. I don't know. You could call her anything. Well, you couldn't call her yeah. Lisa because that's Mona. Yeah, Mona. Could, but yeah. you could call her, I don't know, Alice. I, I, I really. <laughs> You could call her, you know, Alice coming out of the rabbit hole and be like, oh, crap, I've got to help you get that one. Well, you know, going back to what you were saying, I I absolutely love that idea of of Shredder being almost like a mentor to the Turtles, you know, trying to undo all the the past things he's done. That has never been done before. The, The thing is, that is so, pardon the pun, so radically different. That's so left field, yeah. It is that I have a feeling some people would not like it. Personally, I would love that because it's something new, something that's never been explored before. And let's face it, there are tons of very strong villains that could still be prominent in this series, minus Shredder. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, You could do it. I mean, think about how much they build up Krang, although, uh, spoilers, something pretty abruptly and crazy happens to him i've, I've, um, I've heard about it yeah Kr- spoilers but crane gets shot or something like crane dies he got eaten oh he got eaten by leather oh okay all right yeah but but remember that happened and it's shocking but conveniently enough a couple issues before that happened they uh introduced uh Chirel from the 2003 yeah true. They're, they're just like yep. hey yeah crane died but this dude who kind of looks just like crane <laughs> Here he comes. Uh-huh, yeah, and, uh-huh. but, but like but like i would love to see like a good guy shredder even if me too even not necessarily a good guy shredder we've already seen the world dominating shredder we've already seen it we don't need to see it anymore let's see something new with shredder and let's see some new bad guy come in the prominence maybe i mean Ooh. you know they've done so many great things with uh bishop Bebop and Bishop, Rocksteady. Yeah. Leatherhead is... Ar- I dare say they're good guys now, Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh, are they? Uh, if, if you've read the... Um, I'm reading the second miniseries they did. Okay. And you can't help you can't help but root for the guys. Yeah. They're so likable. I mean, compared to what they did in issue 50, or, well, no, I'm sorry, uh, Donatello's issue, oh, my gosh, you think they're the worst. Oh, yeah, yeah. But now they're they're so funny. They're, they're almost protagonists. You can't help but like yeah, them. Yeah, they're, they're kind of antiheroes now, yeah. And exactly that that new uh, Bebop and Rock City Part Two that uh, trade paperback 
excuse me, that trade paperback comes out February 5th. So I'm waiting for that to come out to read it. Uh, oh, nice. And uh, because I'm going to buy the new issues of the IDW main series for this show. Because I kind of I wanted to talk to you about it, but like the last week of the month, let's just do the new issue of IDW. I love that. Idea. Yeah, just because yeah. that's that last week of the month is usually when they come out, and so I just thought that would be the, the return of the IDW Mutation Station. And, I love that. Let's do that. But like, but anyway, I'm I'm kind of hoping IDW, especially Tom Waltz and Mattias Sanluco and Kevin Eastman, I'm really hoping they bring some new original villains in. You know, I think they will because, like they, they have as much as I love the IDW series, and I'm still 100% invested in it. Even though I just haven't bought much from it lately, I'm just taking a break. Um, even though like I, I I'm super supportive of those guys, and I love what they're doing. They have banked so hard on nostalgia that you think so? I do, yeah, because. I mean, just like how many original villains have been prominent in that series? Hmm. Well, uh, let me think. Let me think. There's, there's been Jenica, who is now, oh, Jenica, who is now a good guy, who was like she was a bad guy by circumstance. Who, who was one who was killed? He was new, wasn't he? Dunn. Uh, Dar- was Darius, it Darius Dunn? Darius Dunn. Dar- I think Darius Dunn was in the two. Darius Dunn was the That's flash right. forward. Uh, Fast forward uh, season, uh, two thousand three. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, complete. He's that. he's that character in name only, in my opinion. But yeah, but but that's there. That name hooks people, and um, you know, like I I I mean, personally, I kind of thought like the Ninja Turtles fighting Bane and the Batman team up was was a more original idea than them fighting Leatherhead for the hundredth time. Sure. You know, even though I really love their characterization of Leatherhead, they they have all these familiar villains, but they do them in such a different way. Like Shredder, Shredder has never been this Shredder, like this villainous, cold, calculating, unrivaled in his strategery. You know, it's just he's yeah. never been depicted that way, but that's yeah. still the Shredder. Yeah. It's still it's still the, the James Avery voiced in my head, even though it's this cold, <laughs> evil man. It's still the Fresh Prince of Bel Air's dad in my. Head. I'll get you, turtles! Yeah, kill us! <laughs> I want to conquer Earth. Earth. <laughs> I, I love it. Well, well, you know, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I was just what's on the top of my mind. I thought you brought up a great point, and this is going to be our question of the week for the listeners. Would you like to see Shredder as a good guy in IDW? Would that be something you'd be completely, totally against? Or considering the IDW universe, are you open to the idea? So please send us an email, turtleflakespodcast.gmail.com. Let us know, and we'll share your response on the show. And, like, I don't think he's ever going to be, like, you know, he's Batman now. Like, he's never going to be a hero. I don't see that. He's just not going to be evil anymore. Yeah, not going to be a major antagonist anymore, but a ma- I'd like him to still be a major character. I would love to but... see him try to reestablish his relationship with Karai. Ooh, yeah. No, that's something that's not been done. Because, like, if you've read Karai's path, like, Karai is a – she's totally on her way to becoming the Shredder, you know? Mm-hmm. And Sophie Campbell nailed that, oh, by the way. I love that. She hit a home run 
But like, I would love to see Shredder like go up to Carl and be like, "I know the path you're walking. Don't do it." And she's gonna be like, yeah. really? "You're you're too late. You know, you're you're too late." Yeah. Where have yeah. you been? Yeah. And it would be great to be like, you know, like Karai is just too powerful for the turtles. And Leonardo's got to make the choice to be like, okay, there's only one person that can help us take her down, and it's the Shredder. We've got to. Mm-hmm. Splinter's gone. We've got to work with him. That could be the hook right there. Yeah. Like they, they have a duel with Splinter. He dies. Karai rises in power, and she's too powerful. And the Shredder just conveniently comes back to life with a new outlook on life and Leonardo's like, We gotta work together, dude. <laughs> and Michael I love it. I and love it. Poor Michelangelo was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I had problems when our dad was like, We're the foot clan now. And now you <laughs> it'd be a dumb and dumb moment. You do something so stupid. <laughs> totally redeem yourself. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Oh, you see Shredder with like a... He's uh, on the little what is it, the dog van? <laughs> hey, I'm back. The new turtle van is that dog van. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, green and greener, we could call green it. Green and greener, yes. <laughs> hey, did she say pizza? So you live in an antique store? Yep, pizza. Mm-hmm. Above, actually. Well, I was going to give you guys a tour of the store. Ready? All right, well, Hoser, uh, I know we only got about 20 minutes left to get to our topic, but uh, uh, let, let's talk about um, our favorite toys. This, this was all Josh's idea, and I love this idea, and I'm going to try my best not to repeat myself, but I'm going to keep what I say kind of short because I'm sure you got some really good stuff. The, the whole topic is, you know, what are some of our favorite toys, and what are some of our least favorite toys from the Turtle toy line? It could be new stuff, old stuff, anything in between. So, uh, Hoser... You go first. So I'm gonna do the uh, the new stuff or the um, the favorite stuff real quickly because that's the easiest for me because it's really hard to find a bad figure in my collection because like mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really want to buy dumb stuff so I don't. But <laughs> that's I know what you. And mean. so my favorite my favorite figures are the 1988 to 1997 action figures for Playmates. I've written a whole series of retrospectives on every single one of them. And I'm not, and I'm. I want to caveat that with. I don't think that that is the best series. That's just my favorite. I know that there's better stuff that's been released, you know. But sure, like, I mean, it's you know, like you say, it's all subjective. It's all know? subjective. It's, it's every. It's just subjective. what you like. I said objective earlier, but subjective. Sure. It's it's all subjective. It's it's just what I feel. And if you agree, that's fine. If not, that's cool too. But like my favorite action figure from the 1988 Playmates line is ace duck and i am i have been such a fan of this silly character for so long and i've been wanting an uh an ace duck comic book for so long because i just i really love just like how how much untapped potential there is for ace but like in terms of his action figure this is actually one of the best action figures made from a design standpoint Purely because, like, okay, first off, he's got a set of wings that plug into his back. Hopefully, I don't break this when I take it out. I've got the figure here, but you know, <laughs> break your wings, favorite figure. Wings, actually, yeah, my favorite one, <laughs> and not exactly a cheap one to replace either. So no, that's no, really that's true. Cool. But like, you know, the wings plug into his back. It's got a little peg there. But he's also like before the Ninja Turtle action figures kind of just went nuts. 
with their depictions of mutation. This is just a six foot tall duck. This is this is a man <laughs> who was mutated into a six foot tall duck, and he looks like a man who is now a duck. You know, he's wearing blue jeans. He's got a bomber jacket. And he's got his little pilot's cap. <laughs> he's humanoid, but he's also got feathers and a bill and webbed feet, but five fingers and fingernails somehow still. And you can totally tell that this is a man and he doesn't look disgusting. It's kind of like, you know, like there was this great design change around the third or fourth year of the action figure line where like two or three of the limbs had to be one way. But then a fourth limb had to be like, this guy's a mutant camel, but he's got a a work boot on his other foot. (laughs) You know, or this dude is a mutant elephant, but he's got a human hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? You know, and plus <laughs> Dr. L is probably one of the greatest action figures ever created for being a giant <laughs> I don't want to say it's racist. <laughs> but it's racist. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of is, but it's that wasn't the intent. But looking at it through a 2019 lens, <laughs> <laughs> definitely uh, racist oh my god there would be a hashtag against this figure if it were created today but anyway <laughs> but Ace Duck is one of my favorite figures he's actually got ball joints in the shoulders to like articulate his flying uh, maneuvers or anything like that he's actually one of the easiest figures to stand because of the wide stance of his feet um, and he's just got so much personality and he's got a bill but he's got human teeth <laughs> go figure how <laughs> yeah. so anyway but uh, And then my second figure that I have here is actually not a figure at all, but it's in the old Playmates line. And in 1992, they were to celebrate five years of Playmates Ninja Turtle action figures. And you'll remember it was only supposed to be three years. But to celebrate five years, they made this commemorative. Oh, wow. I didn't know you had that. Yeah, this Leonardo statue. Uh, this gold statue, this gold plated, not plated, but like this gold painted statue of Leonardo Yeah. on this base. I don't know if you can see it, but oh, it's beautiful. it celebrates five years there. And this figure actually doesn't move. Um, I suppose you could. I don't really know how it's attached here. It looks like it's glued, but it might be screwed in there. I'm not sure. Yeah, I see two screws at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. But those two screws at the bottom don't correspond with where its feet are. So I don't know if this thing's glued. Huh. And I always kind of wanted to buy an, an, a second one of these and kind of break it apart just to see how it's put together. But as to, I remember buying this for 30 bucks. Wow, that's not bad. It's what I thought, right? I thought it was like yeah. 30 bucks. Okay, no problem. And I got it in box and everything. And like literally a week later, I must have bought like the last one <laughs> that was new. <laughs> they made like thousands of these things because each one of these is numbered. And wow. this one is 11,472. No kidding. Is this one. So who knows how many landfills are just stocked with these. But like nowadays you look at these things, like especially in box, they're going for like 80 to a hundred dollars. I was like, yeah, I, you know, I, I get it, but also I don't get it. Why you would want to spend 80 bucks. And, and now that I have all of these, it's a good, it, it's easy for me to be like, why would you do that? Yeah. Because I'm just trying to ignore the fact that, Oh wait, <laughs> that you did it yeah. but yeah i absolutely love this was just like the benchmark of what playmates was able to accomplish in the 80s and 90s 
just like they were so confident in their toy line they didn't even release toys <laughs> yeah <laughs> or they would re-release old toys with a new card and say it's new and we would buy it because look at, we buy it up you know because look at that card back i don't have the bebop with the ninja with the ninja power card purple card back Oh, I know. And, and just looking at that figure, too, it's such a spectacle. It's it's such a beautiful thing to see. And it looks great on any shelf, especially with the little mantle that yeah. he stands on. Yeah. And, uh, man, it's just the epitome of how great that toy line was. Yeah. Uh, that, that just five years afterwards, um, they were already making figures like that, you know, to kind of commemorate what they've done. And five years later, they were still making action figures. Oh, you're right, right. You're exactly right. Mm. I never had that toy growing up, yeah. but I did see <laughs> – this was a couple of years ago. I got a huge lot of turtle figures um, from an old uh, high school buddy. He's like, hey, man, I know you're into turtles. Uh, you want some stuff? I said, yeah. <laughs> so I, I traded a bunch of my old fish and stuff that I hardly oh, ever used. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he had one of those those golden ones, and I, I did trade for it. And I, For the life of me, I don't know where that figure is. I've got a – uh, a bunch of boxes up in the attic that I still need to go through because I guarantee he's up there. I know I have them. Yeah. It didn't come with the mantle, so. Um, oh, you just have the gold figure. Yeah, just got the gold figure. I don't oh. even have the. Um, I don't even have the the swords for it, um, or katanas. Oh, I, I don't think. Yeah. Um, like, I, I didn't they, know they, they came out. I'm holding it by it right here. I didn't even know they came out. Oh, well, maybe maybe he does have them then. Um, are they are they glued on they, or? I, man. They kind of look like they're glued in, but like there's no excess. You know how you'll see excess glue on the side. Yeah, there yeah. isn't any. So I don't know huh. how. It's not. It's not a mold. I mean, it's not right. like it's not like it's all one piece because like there's no way they could have painted because the handles are brown when the swords are metal and gold. Yeah. So you couldn't. Huh. There's no way they could have painted in there like that. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing that's cool is it still has a paint job on this. Like his bandanas are blue, his teeth are white. He's got his his belt is actually the 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 rubber, the plastic, the rubbery plastic that they all had. Mm. Like that's pretty cool. But very nice, man. The good picks right there. Yeah. So what about least favorite, man? Oh, okay. So least favorite. Okay, I feel bad saying this because this brand of figure has a huge impact on pop culture and collecting in general and it might just me being kind of this might sound dramatic but maybe i'm just too old for it i just get it (laughs) but there are plenty of collectors that are older than me that love this stuff and it's the uh, ninja turtles funko pop figure oh wow no kidding yeah you know I like Funko. I think what they accomplish mm-hmm. is amazing because this little three-inch action figure – actually, three and a half. It's just shorter than a regular Ninja Turtle action figure. Um, they're just smaller in scale. Uh, they're probably in the same scale as an old G.I. Joe. They're probably the 375 uh, action figure scale. But, like, I just don't get the appeal to Funko. You know even though you know oh go ahead oh i was gonna say you know i'm the same way um i i it's it's not that i don't like it it's just that's a lot of money and the designs for me they're they're kind of they're okay they're okay yeah. they're, there's nothing wrong with yeah. them it's just never appealed to me all that much the only thing we have is uh, the four golden girls in our kitchen <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it that's, so that's uh, my point 
is like because like Nicole loves Funko. Like she's got sure. Funko everything. She loves yeah. Funko. And I love what Funko was. They were able to take virtually any property mm-hmm. and adhere it to their artistic style and make it re- instantly recognizable to people who love Funko. And somebody who loves gold. Why? I mean, why did you ever think you would see Golden Girls action figures? <laughs> no, I saw it at my local comic shop. Actually, my wife did, and she picked it up. Yeah, and like you immediately thought, "Oh crap, I've, I've got to get those." <laughs> because like, there, <laughs> yeah. Funko, there is even if you don't get Funko, like there's something that will appeal to you. Because like I don't get why people, especially people that don't take them out of the box. I am an out of the box mm. collector. And there are people that just like literally have just rows and rows and rows and columns of these boxes with their figure inside it. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I don't get it, but I I don't get keeping things in the box just in general. I don't get it. I want to take it out and pose it and play with it and take pictures and do whatever. Oh, yeah. But uh, Funko has a style that they developed over a few years and you can and they can they have found a way to make it work with any property it's like i have funko i have a funko pop resident evil uh tyrant action figure oh cool. and it's one of their figures that's it's the one of the rarer figures that's like six inches tall instead of the regular three and i absolutely love that one and somehow it made the tyrant this disgusting biological weapon of a creature <laughs> kind of adorable you know, it's like, oh cute little tyrant they've got a liquor action figure from resident evil 2 and he looks like a little lost puppy that i just want to <laughs> that could kill you but i'm not buying it because i don't i i have the one and then i saw the turtles and i really wanted the uh the uh, nicole got me the casey jones and april ones because she knew that those were rare and i wanted to get those and she got this one she got me casey april splinter and the four turtles one time I was like, oh, great. Thank you very much. And, and wow. I have Splinter and the Turtles still. They're in my drawer. They're in a box in my drawer. And I have April and Casey on display because those two are the rarest ones because I just like bragging. <laughs> <laughs> that's, and, why, that's why you're on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, but, like, I just don't get – and they're not bad. I just don't get yeah. Fungo. I don't – what? They have cereal now. <laughs> they have – Funko Pops. That makes sense. They have, like, Funko – uh, it started out as a joke with them like making Funko brand cereal t-shirts and then they were like well these are so popular let's make cereal and it's like <laughs> alright fine yeah well you can make your own cereal you know you've made it I think that's the, the cap of success and from what I heard their cereal is terrible too <laughs> <laughs> but it comes Funko, it comes with an exclusive Funko Pop figure that you could only get from their cereal mm-hmm. so it was like you know their cereal is selling like hotcakes because there's this one figure that I can get and I'm going to spend 25 bucks on a box of cereal. <laughs> they got you. You got me. Fun. Oh, man. Well, yeah, for me, I, I know we're, um, we've only got a couple minutes left, but for me, I wanted to mention real quick, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Undercover Donatello. I mean, he was the figure that started it all yeah. for me. I eventually, as a matter of fact, I think I did it live on the show a couple years ago. I bought the boxed figure of him, mm-hmm. but I still have my loose fig, loose figure of him. Yeah. Um, he was an un, in the Undercover series in 1990, the Playmates release, and it's just a great figure. I love the early variants that they did. I I tend to really like the the plastic trench coat over the uh, cloth ones they did a couple years later. Yeah. I, um, yeah, the box art's great. I like I like my pizza shaken, not stirred. 
I still I still want to figure out who the artists were for some of these the the boxed cards here or the uh, the the cards for the toys. Look on I, look on the copyright information in the back. Oh really? Okay. Yes, it's, it'll it'll credit the artist. The copyright information on the back. Yeah, right by the pizza power point. Right Dave Garcia, point. Monica Sharp, maybe. I don't know. I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah, but I would. I would. It, it's listed there. It, they they had to list it there. Oh, okay. Wow. I never knew that. See, I've learned something new. Yeah. I guess and if I read your articles even, more. Even if it, yeah. See, dude. Yeah, you got it. You got <laughs> You got to study. But even if like a character like uh, Panda Con was uh, created by uh, an artist named Dave Garcia, mm-hmm. not your Laird or Kevin Eastman, so he's credited on that. Uh, wow. On that card, and even on the action figure itself, it'll say Playmates Toys, and on the back. It'll say Dave Gar- uh, created by Dave Garcia and Saki Ojimbo is the same way with Stan Sakai. Yeah, I saw him on there. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, there, there you go, listeners. Little tidbit of information right there. Read all the fine print. But yeah, love the card on this one. But that that figure, it that's the one that really started it off for me. But another one I've not talked about as much is the um, Mike Sewer Surfer figure. I've talked about it a little bit. Oh, I love but, that one. Yeah. Oh, that's like one of my all time favorites because because of such. The vibrant color, uh, the colors in it. Um, this was also launched around the same time Detective Donatello was, because that was the Mikey undercover variant. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it says on the card, Mike the Sewer Surfer, the Wet and Wild Wave Riding Reptile, and he comes with a little surfboard that says Calunga with a K. It's, I never understood that. I didn't either, but uh, I, I just I love it. It comes with a little fishing rod, a crab, then a little ninja star. Um, or Shuriken, whatever you want to call it. I won't read the all the stats on it uh, right now, but I just love that figure for, for a lot of different reasons. One, the design is amazing. I like the surfboard. I love Michelangelo as a character. I think he's my second favorite turtle. Mm-hmm. Always has been. But the, the main reason I like it is because of all the memories attached to that figure. I know this is really cheesy, but this is how I felt. I didn't have a lot of friends as a kid, really early on as yeah. a kid. Uh, because we had just moved from Philly to South Jersey. We were in a new town. It's kind of hard to to meet new friends because we were only th- at this school for a couple of years. And then my parents had have been having some issues at that time. So the Turtles were kind of like my one constant. Yeah. And that figure, I specifically remember playing with Detective Donnie and Sewer Surf and Mike all the time. And especially one very specific memory I I, I have is playing with him in the pool the because he had a surfboard yeah. so i had him surfing in the pool and everything so i just that that figure symbolizes a a really kind of um significant time in my childhood a trying time but also a really good time too yeah um and the, the, the turtles as a whole symbolize that and that's why i always had this this really strong connection to the turtles because of that but anyways yeah this figure is a, a personal favorite of mine i yeah. love it and i just checked on ebay I would pull the trigger on this, but times are kind of tight right now. They have a mint, well, not maybe not mint, but they have an on-card, unpunched uh, Mike the Sewer Surfer on eBay for twenty bucks. I was like, that's not a bad deal yeah. at all. To show you um, how many of those they made, it's twenty bucks. Twenty bucks, yeah. yeah. And you know what? Wouldn't know that one's so cheap. But like, here's a little bit of trivia for you. Like maybe five years later, they made. They reissued that one, but it was mm-hmm. Leonardo. Oh wow! It's the exact same figure, but colored as Leonardo, and it's he's you know Leonardo the sand busting server surfer or something like that. 
<laughs> it was named something different. But it was like, why the hell? Leonardo surf. He doesn't surf. That's not his thing. That, that isn't his thing. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's like, yeah, he doesn't do anything. Like that. He doesn't have fun. <laughs> He's busy being Leonardo a... does push-ups and he sharpens a sword. <laughs> not a you. And he apologizes. Yes, and he apologizes. <laughs> and, but uh. But they uh, but they reissued uh, that sewer surfing Michelangelo as Leonardo, and it's super expensive. Oh, I bet. I, have I bet. No idea why. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. It's like in 1995, they made thousands of Ninja Turtle action figures. Sure. Per figure, yeah. <laughs> you know. Except, for, but I think it's the same situation as like that the white jersey uh, Donatello, the the basketball mm-hmm. Donatello. Where he found out that uh, through one of our listeners, uh, yeah, he, had told, yeah. he had told us that it was a uh, Baxter. Yeah, he had told us that it was a Walmart exclusive, which blows my mind that they had store exclusives in mid nineties. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's like because like there's, I don't get into Marvel action figures, but like just go on a quick tangent here. I don't go, I don't get into Marvel action figures that much because there's just so many, and I don't really care about Marvel that much. And plus, after this many years collecting Ninja Turtles, it's just kind of where I want to keep it. But they have the uh, in the Marvel Legends line, they have the Fantastic Four uh, action figures, and they look beautiful. And yeah, not that I'm a huge Fantastic Four fan, but those look so cool and so so much personality to them that I kind of want to get them. But they're Walgreens exclusives from last year. Walgreens exclusives. Wow, <laughs> and they are. <laughs> ridiculously expensive. They're like fifty bucks a pop now. So like, wow, no if I bought them on Amazon or eBay, so I'd have to spend two hundred dollars on Fantastic Four. Nobody spends two hundred dollars on the Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> no, no disrespect to Fantastic Four fans. I don't care how historically significant. Uh, they are to the comic book community. Nobody's going to spend two hundred dollars on a property that tried ripping off the popularity of the Justice League. <laughs> there he goes. There he is. Just fired again. Hashtag not me. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you know, uh, as far as uh, that was a tough one. Uh, the other part of that topic. Yeah. Least favorite. I-, I couldn't think of one I didn't like. All I can think about are the the ones that make me sad. And that would be the the hockey playset. Remember the um, oh, the, the sewer hockey thing. Yeah. That's every the now one and then I, I never got that for you. I look I look for that for you. Every now and then. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. I mean, that's the one. I mean, that is the that is me wrapped up in a nutshell right there. I love hockey. I love turtles. That those are my two favorite things. Besides, maybe throw video games in there too. But uh, I oh my gosh, I've always wanted this uh, the sewer hockey playset from 1992. The, yeah. It, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Subterranean Sewer Hockey Game. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Subterranean Sewer Hockey. Master the ninja skill of getting the pizza to go into the sewer. Awesome! Comes with 12 Ninja Turtle players, a higher form of turtle power. I, I just, I saw it at a neighbor's house. Um, his name was Eddie. Had the greatest room ever as a kid because uh, he had a finished attic, beanbag chairs, turtle stuff everywhere and i remember to this day he was a child of um, divorced parents you could tell <laughs> probably <laughs> and to this day he had um, a table 
and and the sewer hockey set sat on top of the table. Yeah. And of course, as we're kids, we remember things being bigger than they they really were because proportions. We were very small. Oh yeah, it kills me um, nowadays. <laughs> like, look, this is what I liked. Yeah, like this. Wow, really? This little thing. But yeah. oh my gosh! So I'm looking at box right now. I, I found one on eBay. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, they're very expensive uh, on eBay. I had a chance to kind of pull the trigger on one. Uh, about a year ago, yep. it was for seventy five bucks, and I wish, I wish I had just done it. The one that because got now, away, dude. The one that got away again, again. Now they're going for one hundred fifty to two hundred dollars, yeah. and I just, I can't afford that. How, There's no way. How much is an inbox one? Like brand new inbox? Oh, I don't know. Brand new? I have yeah. no idea. I'm looking at one that the box has definitely seen some wear, but it, it I mean, it's still intact. Um, but yeah, the the box itself looks great. You got Raphael playing this little kid who's wearing a hockey helmet. Yeah. It's by Remco. It, it's just one of those ones that every time I see it, I'm like, I want it so bad, but I can't have you'd it. Probably, so go figure. You'd probably, you know, because what I think you're trying to do is what I try to do a lot is just like I'm going to get all of this in one go. I'm going to get, I'm going to buy in bulk here, basically. I'm going to get all, <laughs> I'm going to get this thing complete. Yeah, that's doesn't me. really. It has a box, but like I've when I've been looking at because every now and then I look at that. It's like I don't want it, but I look at it really for your interest. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> You're welcome. And this is how I help you. And um, like you'd probably be better off buying in pieces. Yeah, financially, it's, I think you're right. You, I mean, like you really think about it. If you just bought like a piece of it a month, in two years you'd have it. Yeah, yeah. Or not even two years, like you'd have, because you could buy like bundles of those pieces relatively cheap you know i mean mm-hmm. the thing that would set you back the most is buying the actual hockey rink yeah yeah i don't know yeah, yeah. that'd be that'd be tough that'd be tough yeah and, and just the characters alone are great too you've got the four turtles um napoleon bonafrog uh casey jones. casey jones yeah he's the goalie i don't love his stacked old old leather goalie pads that's great which makes no sense because <laughs> we all know he's not a goalie <laughs> But he's got the he's, mask on. He's the dude. He's the goon of the team. He goes out <laughs> and starts fights. We all know. He's That's the true. That's we true. He's going to drop the gloves. And you yeah. got Shredder as goalie, which is kind of interesting. He's going to drop the gloves. Yeah, Man. right. Yeah. You know it. Uh, and get uh, let's see. We got Bebop and Rocksteady, Rat King, Leatherhead, and yeah, and that's it. And then you've got a pizza as a puck. I mean, come on. This is the perfect thing for me. It's um, such a 90s toy. Oh, it's so it, – and, and it, uh, one last thing about it is I'll never forget um, when I was a kid, I saw it and I asked for it for Christmas. And my parents must have already gotten all the Christmas presents or whatever. And they were like, oh, you know, Santa's already taking care of you. Yeah. So, uh, But I remember I was over at my aunt's house and she uh, she says, uh, Rubba, what do you want for Christmas? And I mentioned this. She's like, okay, well, we'll go look and see if we can find it at Toys R Us yeah. today. So we go to Toys R Us. I'm so excited because this actually seems like it might be a possibility. Yeah. We go all the way through. Nothing. But I did get uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robux. So that was kind of okay. I, I, I love that game. But yeah. it wasn't the same. It's the one I never had. Yeah, I know. Like, in retrospect, that always happened. You always had that one relative that, like, didn't know what to get you. But they wanted to get you something. So, like, you know what? We'll take about day after christmas we'll go out we'll have lunch we'll go to the toy store we'll get you whatever you want you know yeah and like, yeah right <laughs> you find out really quickly that whatever you want isn't really what they mean right? <laughs> within reason <laughs> because, I, because i happen to want the gi joe uss flag naval carrier battleship thing 
that was seven feet long and four hundred dollars in nineteen eighty five. But whatever. Oh no. wow. <laughs> I never wanted that. No, it was no, I think it was like I think that thing was like hundred and twenty dollars in nineteen eighty seven dollars. Which is like the equivalent of four hundred bucks now. Oh yeah. That thing was like I don't want I don't care about G.I. Joe, but I watched a video on that and that thing was like legit seven feet long. Wow, no kidding. Like, who had the <laughs> At Kenner Toys to be like, or Mattel to be like, this thing is going to be a dining room table. Yes. <laughs> yep. That we're going to tell kids that it's okay to ask their parents for, to demand to their parents that they can have this. It brings the whole family together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the homeless shelter. Yeah. <laughs> we can use uh... this thing as kindling when we can't afford electricity. Yes, I understand. <laughs> So, uh, believe it or not, we actually got some uh, listener feedback on this, too, a little bit on Twitter. I, I put the question out a couple of couple of days ago, and we got a couple of um, responses. And I wanted to give a friend of the Turtle community a big, big shout-out, big slice of pizza. I found him on Twitter. It's the old Turtle Den, at Top Movie Moment. And I actually didn't know this. I checked out his, his profile, and he's got a YouTube show that's really cool. It's all Turtles-related. It's called The Old Turtle Den, and I was watching some of his compilations. He does a lot of top fives and top tens of the Turtles movies, the Turtles, a lot of the different iterations of the Turtles cartoons. Yeah. So go check that out, guys. It's a really cool show. I was watching the top ten of his personal favorite moments of uh, the original movie, and it's very professionally done. Uh, you know, Kudos to him for doing that. But he said his favorite was the big giant jumbo 89 Turtles, and his least favorite was the stuffed versions. He loved them, but... Uh, he always ripped the armpits, so they only lasted a couple of weeks. So I, 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 I understand, man. I never had the stuffed ones or the giant ones, but I'd seen them all over the place. But I just recently got the stuffed Donatello, the plush one. Yeah. And uh, my son sleeps with it on his little turtle bed now, so it's kind of, it's kind of cool to. Uh, hopefully, his armpits don't rip because uh, my son. But you never know. Yeah, you know, the, I've I've seen his YouTube channel, man. That's that's a, oh nice. Yeah, he does some good stuff, man. I, I'm so envious of people that could that can do a YouTube channel. You know, I yeah. just I just can't do. It takes a lot of time. I cannot wrap my head around the editing and putting a video together. Like I I used to oh, put yeah. video game. Uh, I used to do like let's plays on yeah when I was in when Nicole and I did Bargain Bin Radio. I used to do videos of me uh, hashtag bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> But I used to do videos of me playing video games. No commentary or anything. Just me playing a video game. Like I, I did a whole playthrough of Army of Two. Uh, the oh, yeah. third Army of Two game called Devil's Cartel, which is one, by far and away one of my favorite games. It's just a funny arcade shooter, basically. And I, it probably took me, because I got really good at that game, it probably took me about six hours to beat the game. And that was probably about twenty four hours of editing. That that isn't that crazy because I had to get six hours of gameplay, and I wanted to make it episodic, like basically like thirty minute videos, twenty to yeah. thirty minute videos. And I and I ended up not even uploading anything just because I just I got burnt out on it. And I just I, it it happens. Oh Lord, I know exactly what you mean. Like what? And I we I, we just do a, an audio podcast. I for every hour of recording. It's about, you know, two to three hours of editing, you know, trying to balance all the levels right, editing up my annoying quirks out. All of Josh is cussing. I mean, that, that's <laughs> <hours>. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Um, 
And I'm just doing one show now, but there was a point in time where I was doing three, the Red Junkies, Genesis Gems, and then uh, Turtle Flakes. I couldn't do it, and, and it, it felt like a job and a daunting responsibility, and I'd be away from the family. And it's, it's a lot of work. It's fun, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time dedicated to editing, you know, to try to come up with something halfway listenable. Um, so that's what we aspire to be, halfway listenable. Halfway listenable. You know, we kind of – we, we kind of – we, we want to be just – you know, we're, we're fine. We're okay. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and then uh, the last feedback we just got recently on Twitter is from the lovely Nicole. She says the giant sized Donatello with the bow staff from 1989. Yeah. Wow, I yeah. did. She didn't even tell me that she was. Uh, it, just of, in, oh, just, just in. in on Twitter. Okay, yeah. Yes, <laughs> I remember that um, when I bought that giant sized Donatello. Um, I've probably told you this on the show too. I probably told you. I know I've told you this, but like. I'm sure she won't mind me bringing up childhood memories here, but I remember when I bought that and she was, that was the one turtle action figure that I got that she was like genuinely interested in me talking about because usually it's just like, yay, you got that. Okay. Glad. I'll stop buying them. And, (laughs) (laughs) but with that one, she had that one as a kid and she knew I bought something, but she didn't know what I bought. And I, I, broke that out of the box and i say you know i had this when i was a kid i got it for christmas and she got the same one for christmas and um she her and her brother her younger brother will loved that donatello figure and they had lost it in the intervening years and um when she saw that i i saw that like, nostalgia boom hit her like, and i was just like I, and I know she thinks she thinks Ninja Turtles are both. <laughs> I get it. I understand. I like something dumb, but she collects Funko Pop, so whatever. It it evens itself out. She likes something. Don't get him started. Yeah, again. It's starting again. Like, but like for that one figure, that one moment, she was just like, "Oh my god, that was her childhood right there." That was like, yeah. She used to that, that, with that toy, like about. you know, like. She said, like, that, lay down in bed at night with that toy. Just like, you know, that was so cool. And and I, I got to see that moment that she'll probably never admit to. I got to see that moment. I love that. That was so cool. That's what it's all about right there, man. I mean, that's that's the whole reason we, we I think, we, we do this. It's because when you can recapture yeah. that magic in some way, <laughs> oh, I man, can't that, help that's what it, it's man. all about. It real to me. <laughs> And on that note, Hoser, uh, oh, l- listen to me. I'll call my listeners Hoser. I'm to call you a Hoser. Oh, jeez. I'm all messed up. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, we-, we wish we could get more responses about this. So if you want to still write in to us, uh, tell us your favorite and least favorite Ninja Turtle toy growing up. We would love to share your responses on the show. Um, email us at turtleflakespodcast.gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Turtleflakes, and we have a Facebook group page at facebook.com slash groups slash Turtleflakes. I challenge our listeners to give us a call on our Turtleflakes hotline. It's the Turtlecom hotline. It's all toll-free. It's 865-309-4875, and you can leave us a message about your favorite toy, least favorite toy, anything Turtles you want. Just send us a message, and we will play it on the next episode. Um, Big slice of pizza goes out to our friends at TMNT Entity. Mark, you do a great job. Um, Batbomb82 on YouTube. Anthony, you do an awesome job with Totally Tubular Turtle Tuesday. Um, He's the man. He's the man and a wonderful artist. 
Also, big shout out to Josh and his Turtle Tracks blog. I've got the link on our show notes for that blog. You can check it out anytime. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make my resolution for this week. I know how you feel about resolutions, but this week I'm going to read at least five uh-huh. of your articles. Okay. Uh huh. I will. I'm going to report on them too. I'm going to give you uh, my uh, my review. So, uh, but lastly, guys, we just want to thank you so much for listening um, to to uh, our show. And I like what Josh said. I think maybe the last episode of every month we we just go to IDW and talk about the most yeah. current issue out because I think it, it's it's always more exciting um, to to get a fresh perspective from our listeners, you know, of what's happening right yeah. now in Turtles Comics, so we can speculate and predict. It, this is a fun time to do that. So plan on it. I guess maybe around the twenty uh, sixth is when we can record it. Um, we'll talk about the latest issue of the IDW series. But, uh, Hoser, real quick, wh- what do you want to cover next? Do you want to go to a comic, a toy, cartoon? I think we should do a cartoon because we did toys this week. We did comics last week. We should go cartoon next week, I think. Yeah. Can we go to 2003? Because we've not done a 2003 cartoon. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Yeah, 2003. All right, all right. So stay tuned, guys. We're going back to the 2003 era to watch. Uh, I think we're still... Maybe halfway through season one? Oh, good. The Return of Garbage <laughs> Man. That old show. Oh, don't guy. talk about that one. No, hey, no, we're, getting, hey, we're getting to the, the good Shredder stuff. It's coming I up. I remember you were just like, okay, man, we're going to change your opinion about 2003. I was just like, okay, fine. What's the next episode we're watching? It's called The Garbage Man. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, you know, the jury's still out on Josh. Uh, I, I do think I – th- I think you'll you enjoy some of these coming I, up, so – I will say in 2003's defense, I completely forgot about this one episode. I forget what it's called now, but it was about this homeless guy who found this little robot. And the little robot. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And oh, my God, that episode just wrecked me. See? See? He's got a heart after all. Because, like, spoilers here, like, the, the robot, like, loves the homeless guy. And the little homeless guy realizes way too late that he loves the little robot. Like a yeah. father-son type of love. And just like the way that episode ends, I was just like, oh, crap. Did we not watch that one together? I thought we, we watched epi- that. No, because that's the second season, I think. I think that's oh, the second Oh, I've seen that episode. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And just like all I can say about is, daddy. <laughs> Boom. I was like, oh, God. Oh. I know exactly. Oh, I, f- I forget his name, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I want the action figure. That action figure is awesome. It's called yeah, the- I agree. Yes. Nanotech Monster. Okay, uh, I I know which one you're talking about. Which is I, golly, I could have sworn we saw that because he's not a monster in that show. He's a, he's a little baby, but yes, robot. baby robot. He sounds just like Isaac to me. Oh, so like at the end of that episode, it's hard to watch my son, my three year old son, explode at the end of that episode. <laughs> 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 oh, that's the intro to our show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, my son Isaac just blew up in the living room. <laughs> Last week, oh. he find his pants, and now he explodes. <laughs> All right. Well, well, listeners, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for sticking with us. Again, we're going to be returning to the 2003 era uh, next week. Yeah. And so stay tuned for that. And on behalf of Josh and myself, Josh, what kind of piece do you want to have to close out another totally tubular episode of Turtle Flakes? Oh, man. It always comes down to me, man. Uh, of course, so man. I would like... Uh, you know what? I I I got to branch out a little bit. I don't like chicken oh. on pizza. 
but I think we should have a chicken and green pepper pizza today. Wow. Yeah. Trying new things. Well, you know what? Let me uh, let me throw this out there. My wife's cooking turkey right now. What about turkey? And what was it? Green pepper? Yeah, turkey and green. Yeah, you know, uh, I've never had turkey on a pizza, so let's try it. I'm open to it. Yeah. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. I'm ca- I kind of realized nowadays that I don't like turkey as much as I thought I did. Ah, oh, that's my that's my bird of choice. Yeah, see, you know what? I don't like turkey as much as I like turkey that's like fried in butter. And- oh yeah. <laughs> and- <laughs> All right, stop it, Hoji. You make me hungry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes, that is. My- yeah, I I, I just want to eat a stick of butter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Which me I too. did on a bet when I was like 11, and I was sick for like two days after. <laughs> so that's what's wrong with you. Yeah, I know. Oh, I love all it. All those triglycerides are stuck in my brain right now. Oh, gosh. That's great. Uh, well, all right, dudes to do that. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and here's to hoping on behalf of Josh and myself, you uh, enjoy a mega slice of turkey and green pepper pizza. Calabunga, dudes. Calabunga, everyone. If I put a pair of jeans on, I'm immediately just like, I am the fattest man ever. <laughs> just because this, because jeans like fit like you got to roll a duct tape around you. you know? Oh, I know, I know. But see, that, and, that's, that's how I feel the opposite way about it, though. Like, I get what you're saying, but I feel way too free and, and loose in sweatpants. Or, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, I mean, it takes a certain type of individual to be lazy. You know? <laughs> Good to know which one we are. Oh no way, no! I'm, oh gosh, I'll tell you, my days off, all I want to do is crack. Like, oh that, dude, that, that's why I've, I've enjoyed uh, Christmas break so much, man. Because we didn't do anything. It was great. Oh yeah. yeah, but that's like the first thing Nicole and I do when we come home from someplace where we had to be dressed up. Is we come home, we go to the bathroom, and we put our sweatpants back on. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's the summer, I just take the jeans off. It's like, okay, I've got, I've got underwear on. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, we're good. Under, all, all underwear is basically boxers nowadays anyway. You know, nobody wears, uh, they, nobody sells tidy whities anymore. Yeah, which, yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, that's another thing. You know, I'll get all these new shirts. As a matter of fact, I just bought a Star Wars one that long ago. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll get all these new shirts, and I have two pairs of jeans and uh, boxer shorts and, that. And like, you've been wearing the same underwear since eighth grade. Yeah, so. yeah I've got boxer shorts that, like, now they're like a skirt. They've literally disintegrated from the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so, Christmas, she's like, why don't you just get some more? I was like, ah, I still, I think they got, still got a few miles left on. Never that, but like, underwear is expensive. No kidding. That's another reason I, I, I didn't get one. Underwear is almost the same price as a pair of jeans. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, and you can't buy just, at least the Walmarts around here and the Targets around here, you have to get the, the set of boxes that come in threes and fours, and it's like 25 bucks. Yeah. Say hi to Josh. Say hi to Uncle Josh. Hi. <laughs> well, now he's getting shy. Yeah. He's like, I got a basketball. That's uh, that reminds me, um, like Chris Beth. Oh, what was that? Oh, I just had it. Oh, darn it! I lost it. Jeez, it's that early on dementia, I think. Yeah. Early on it? dementia. It was, about, it was some. Or was it was early onset or whatever? 
Lord, I I'll tell you, Josh, I forget everything. Like, seriously, if I don't write it down, it's gone. And yeah. it... I always thought it was it was bad in college, but I'm telling you, my goodness, it's worse now. Like it, it's so bad now that I'm actually genuinely worried because I will um, I'll forget students' names uh, that I just had two months before, like over summer break. I'll forget their names that quickly. It's I, I feel horrible about it. And then you know, uh, sometimes luckily I save all my old grade books. I'll actually go back through and be like, yeah. oh, that's her name. You know. Well, you know, like you're what you deal with with school, like especially like with students that you had a few years ago that are now graduated. Because oh, I've yeah. seen I've seen your posts on Facebook when all your student, your former students at graduation and now they're in college and stuff like that. Oh, it's crazy. It's like you think about it. You teach seventh grade, right? Mm -hmm. So you see a kid when they're about thirteen. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a dramatic difference between somebody's structure at thirteen and twenty. Oh yeah. So like, that's I think I, I wouldn't worry about it. You can be forgiven for being like, you know, how many Susans I see every year. <laughs> for me, it's Hunter. I get Hunter all the time. Hunter. Yeah, yeah Hunter. All. The time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it was. We were at Dollywood. Um, Probably about uh, six months ago, and I saw a bunch of my old students. They were now they were seniors, and you know I've been in Knoxville for quite some time. They they were all from North Carolina, but they were doing some kind of field trip, I guess there. And I happened to see them, and I was put on the spot. I remembered every one of them in class, but I could not remember some of their names, and they knew it. They, I I could tell in their faces they were disappointed that I didn't remember their names. Yeah. I'm like, hey guys, how are you? You know? Oh, but I, I oh, yes, hey you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like give me the first letter. <laughs> I, it was it was really nice to see him, but my goodness, I, I felt so bad because like they, I you know you sometimes you just know what they're thinking. Uh huh. He doesn't remember my name. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that scene in Groundhog's Day, and you realize that you're Ned the Head. <laughs> oh, I've seen it so long. I I can't remember how that goes. Oh God, when okay, so I, I just watched Groundhog Day a couple days ago because Nicole loves that movie. Um, and it's just it's okay. But anyway, uh, we were watching Groundhog Day. He, he uh, Ned Ryerson is the guy's name. It's that one friend of his that um he runs into on the street in Huxitani, and he's, he's like sitting he's sitting there like, oh, you're Phil Connors, man, I'm Ned Ryerson, I did all this stuff, blah, 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 and like every day he has to talk to this dude that he doesn't remember. <laughs> that's where you guys are. That's, that's, where, that's where you're at. That's where I'm at. It's just like, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> great. I'm like, good to see you, yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> you, you. Uh, it's good, to, man. You know what? I just, I, I, uh, I could not be a teacher just because. Just be, you know, you'd be a funny teacher, man. You know, you'd be a great teacher. You want to learn? I don't want to. What? You know what? You are never going to need of mice and men after high school. You're oh, don't get out of here! No, I love that book. I love that book. I, Me too. I, That's I, one of my favorites. I genuinely love that book. It's the one movie that I can watch John Malkovich in and not like want to throw oh, up. Oh, I've I've not seen that. Ooh. Oh yeah, there's a there, they made a movie with uh, Gary Sinise and John Malkovich as uh, George and Lenny. George and yeah, Lenny. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't remember George's name, but yeah, really good movie. Oh, really? Very, very faithful to it. Very. It's like 
they basically didn't have a script. They had the book, and they were just like, okay, today we're doing page 49. Wow, that's awesome. And But it's, it's a really good movie. I love that book. I remember reading that in 10th grade, and I still... I stole my copy that I got from <laughs> my teacher. Um, I said, yep, I, brought, I put it on your desk last day of school, and I just walked out with it because I didn't want to buy it, but I had it. I wanted to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> And I did this without thinking, oh, wait, I'm going to be in this building for three more years. With- hey, he's going to find me. <laughs> Whatever. And and he he never, his name was Mr. Ironically, his name was Mr. English. Uh, he never. Wow, uh, really? Yeah, he never did anything about it. He was just like, you know, he what? Obviously this is who I am. Book. I'll just let him keep it. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I absolutely love that book. But you are never going to be quizzed on that book. Oh, after get out of here. 10th grade? Yeah, but. Uh, Nobody's. At, this is the first time I've talked about it. See, <laughs> see, you knew, but you know what? You need. It, we we have this common bond now. It's like, hey, did you like up my cement? That's my favorite book. Boom, connection. Do we just become best friends? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like the thing that really sucks about high school now is like they don't have home ec anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you know, did you ever have home ec? Um, is that like the cooking and, uh... Yeah, so yeah, home, yeah. So home ec is sewing and cooking. And right, right. it's... A lot of people around here refer to it, incorrectly in my opinion, a lot of people refer to it as a woman's class. Oh, I, yeah, I disagree. And, you know, like, <laughs> a woman's class. You ever been a bachelor? Which, <laughs> you didn't always eat Pizza Hut and Top Ramen, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, you had to... Like, I still... I know how to sew because of... Mrs. Whatever her name was in uh, ninth grade taught me how to sew, and I made a, a laundry bag, and I I actually so I actually got my finger caught in the sewing machine. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it sucked. I got to go home early though. Hey, uh, that's nice. So it was kind of cool. <laughs> but like, they don't have that now. They're getting rid of wood shop. They're getting rid of shop. Really? Yeah. Why? I because they they're cutting uh, school budgets. Oh. And so what they should and. And they, and I kind of understand it, but I kind of disagree with this. Yeah. They make too much money with sports and concessions because of sports that they need to cut things like music and arts. Isn't that a shame? You know, so in other words, priorities are a- athletics over, you know, academics and well-roundedness. The, that thing has- that, the thing that bothers me is that it's been proven that uh, kids playing uh, sports like especially contact sports like football mm-hmm. even especially kids that like play in like peewee yeah. and so like they play football from like when they're not even really playing football it's just kind of like they're just running over there until they get a Gatorade <laughs> uh, they're they're playing from like third grade to sixth grade and then middle school you get football and then in high school you get big football and um, like they're like doing unrepairable damage in their heads because like when you take a good enough shot like your head might not move but your brain does inside your skull oh yeah and you can tear your and it sounds over dramatic to say this but you can actually put tears and cuts into your brain Mm -hmm. that don't heal and like starting from like third grade on to let's say you play from third grade to college so there's like a good ten years that you're playing football you could like you'll have a dramatic personality shift because of these injuries that you've sustained and not even realize it. Yeah, oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> that, you know, that's something that, um, 
I was listening to a wrestling podcast a couple of years ago. I think it was the JR podcast. Yeah. And uh, he was interviewing, uh, what was his name? He was really big in the WF back then. Uh, Ken Shenron. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he promotes uh, bare knuckle fighting, you know, over boxing. And I, I, at first I was like, that's ridiculous. That sounds so brutal to me. But he actually said, in a, in a way, it's a lot safer because fights will be stopped much, much quicker because yeah. the the um, the damage is so visual and evident. See, with boxing gloves, you don't see the internal damage to your brain, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you know, the rattling back and forth of your brain over and over again. Um, and you can throw a lot more. You can take and throw a lot more punches. Too. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's 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 crazy that you know. How much safer that is, believe it or not. But, yeah, you know, go figure. Now, is I've never known this because I've only known Ken Shamrock as a as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. But is he like a legit fighter? Oh, he is very legit. Yeah, yeah he. Um, I know he looks, fought... I mean, that dude looks bad. Like that dude should be Bane in a Batman movie. <laughs> like yeah. that guy could kill people. Yeah, like, still he, to this uh... day, that dude still looks insane. Sorry. Oh, whatever. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be the year of Joshua Ward. Mm-hmm. The host has. Yep, everything's coming up Millhouse. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I'm the Millhouse of the show. I think you're, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, I'm Nelson. Nelson, yes, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah. Uh, uh, I get punched in the gut. You go, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, do you ever see the episode of, real quick, it's uh, Millhouse, he loses his glasses, and he ends up pets, petting a horseshoe crab, he's like, nice doggy. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm definitely Millhouse. All right, Hoser. I, I haven't watched Simpsons in... I don't think I've watched Simpsons since the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's and it's not because... I mean, I, I don't see... Real quickly. I don't see how everybody on the internet is just like, This is the worst show. It hasn't been good since season nine. And I was like, okay. You don't get the season 30 without being good. Yeah, I mean, I, I and I, I kind of feel like I'm talking out of um, you know inexperience here, but like I was, I loved early stuff, you know, pr- probably from yeah. I'd say till I was a teenager, and then I just, I, it's not that I didn't like it anymore. It's just I moved on to other things. Yeah. But you're you're right. I mean, obviously, it still has to be halfway decent. I, it, I'm not saying it has to be as magical as those first few seasons were, but it still must be at least yeah. somewhat entertaining. And the writing must yeah. still be somewhat strong for it to still be around because let's face it, nostalgia only gets you so far. You know, right. um, it, it, you look at a lot of comic books that reboot series, and, and same thing with cartoons. Nostalgia only gets you so far. If the writing's yeah. not strong enough to keep it going, it's not going to last very long. Maybe two, three seasons, and it's going to be done. Yeah, it was just like I was. I was. I mean, you mentioned comic books. Like I'm. I was just writing an article this morning about um, a Batman storyline. Uh, because my favorite Batman storyline is Batman vs. Predator. And then oh, wow. a couple of our friends, uh, Anthony Hernandez and Rob Beach, they both said, you got to read Batman Hush. I was like, that's Ooh. the best Batman storyline. And I have Batman. There's a storyline called Batman Hush. It was written by Jeff Loeb and drawn by Jim Lee. And it's a 12-issue storyline that came out in 2002 to 2004. And it's a really cool mystery story. And it is kind of a soft reboot of Batman, and but and just and so anyway, I'm gonna write that article today. But like, it's um, 
Batman has just been rebooted. So, like, DC Comics, like, reboots their storylines, like, every two years. Like, to the point to where I don't even read. Yeah, I don't even read. And Marvel does the thing. Marvel does it in reaction to DC. Yeah, yeah. It seems that way. It's hard to keep track of it. Like, they they rebooted uh, Superman two years ago. They called it Superman Rebirth, which was fantastic. And then then they did... um, the Man of Steel storyline, they re- rebooted that too, but it was a miniseries. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, after that, they rebooted Superman. Like, uh, Action Comics is still going on, but it's, it's hard to keep track yeah, of Yeah, well, they, they kind of had to do that, because at that point, they were just like, hey, look, in six months, issue 1000 is going to be out. Yeah, yeah, gotta keep it going. And no comic has ever gotten to 1,000 issues, so we're just going to keep that one going. Yeah. <laughs> until we hit 1,000, and then we'll hit the reboot button again. Yeah, I think Detective's going to hit 1,000 soon. Uh, Detective soon will hit 1,000 within the year, I think. Yeah, I think so. Isn't that because crazy? Batman came out a year after Superman. And then right after that, it'll be Wonder Woman. Well, I don't think Wonder Woman has had a concurrent, ongoing uh, series. They keep they reboot uh, Wonder Woman pretty yeah. consistently, like every year. But, like, yeah, with the Superman Rebirth thing, like, they had uh, DC, like, they did the Rebirth storyline where it's like, oh, it turns out... And this is the crux of it. Spoilers. Uh, turns out Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen created the DC Universe. What? Really? Yep. And because if you have you ever read Watchmen? Uh, no, no, I don't know anything about it, to be honest with you. Okay, well, there's this character called Dr. Manhattan, and he controls matter. That's basically his power. He controls matter at every type of level, molecular, every, everything. So, like, he basically becomes God. Uh, he's just he's the one superhero in that book with actual superpowers and um, at the end of that story he leaves Earth and his wife at the time his wife uh, this uh, one superhero named uh, Silk Spectre who is who's been cheating on him with another superhero anyway she <laughs> asked where are you gonna go he's like I'm just gonna go out there and he points up to the sky he's like maybe I'll create life be like he he because of the nature of his powers he just becomes detached from his own humanity and throughout the story he relearns his humanity it's kind of cool but he uh realizes that he just has no place on earth so he leaves he's like maybe i'll just create life one day and then 30 years later dc comics was like you know it'd be cool let's uh let's have dr manhattan create the dc universe and um, the Flash figures it out. Huh. And and so when he goes to tell... Um, he goes and talks to Superman and he talks to Batman about it because those are the guys that are really going to get things done. And Batman figures it out and Superman figures it out. And you find out that, like, Dr. Manhattan created Superman first. And from what I can tell, because I haven't read it, this is just, like, Wikipedia and stuff like that. I guess, like, Superman was like too powerful and Dr. Manhattan made a mistake creating him which is why he created all these other heroes oh wow and so Superman is like the one dude that like uh, Dr. Manhattan's kind of shifty about he's like "Uh, and Batman is also like just too smart oh mm, (laughs) okay so you're gonna have you're just gonna make a lot of people mad, but as long as the story's good, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Imagine the trolling that goes on with you know some of these older franchises like Superman and, and uh, uh, I mean Turtles are only what 
40 years old? All, not even yet? The Turtles? Uh, yeah, Turtles. They're only 31. 30, 35 years old, but yeah. this year will be 35. We're talking about, you know, 80 years old? 70, 80 years old? 80 years old, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, can, I can imagine you know, a few people might be upset, but... Uh, but Hoser, what do you yeah. say we jump right into this, man? Hit the All ground right. running. I've already got the, the timer started. Um, I think we can get this done in an hour. Yep. Cool. All yeah, right. we're just talking. We're just talking about stuff we have. Exactly. <laughs> we, surely the goodness we can't get too long-winded, right? Yeah. 